Handoff, Damian Williams trying to get to the edge, breaks a tackle, 35, 30, Damian Williams, 20, stays in bounds, 15, 10, 5, touchdown, Kansas City! Damien Williams runs to immortality in Chiefs Kingdom. Get ready to welcome your champions. Hello and welcome to another edition of the Arrowheads Abroad podcast. Um, myself, Neil Blair, this evening, only joined by Duncan Smart. Duncan, how are you? I'm very well, thanks. How are you? Uh, I'm fine, thank you. We're, we were looking for Owen and uh, Tomo to join us this evening, but we're we're just going solo for the two of us, as it were. Um, and happy birthday, Duncan, kind of. Indeed, same to you. How did you celebrate? Um, uh, I celebrated by going to work today, because <laughs> today, in case you haven't followed us on Twitter or Facebook, today is the Arrowheads Abroad seventh birthday, no less. Um, I, I was kind of slightly puzzled by this in that, why did Tom start it right at the back end of February, like uh, in the quietest time of the season? I, I, I was trying to figure that one out. That's a, that's a good question. Um, my proposal is that we um, that we get him on. And interview him and ask him. So, yeah, that, all, that sounds like a plan. everyone listening and all in favour, uh, let's. I saw that he returned to Twitter, so let's um, be gentle on him, but let's badger him until we can get him on and chat to him. Yep, I like you saying that. Yeah, because he has had a, a bit of a hiatus from Twitter for a few weeks, but I believe he came back today just for this special event. Well, who doesn't want a pat on the back like that? Um, I mean, in all seriousness, well, it's, a, it's, a, it's a testament to the work that. Um, to the work that he's done and what he's created, uh, I don't know the exact figures, but I think that we're certainly in the top handful of um, the top handful of international or UK-based um, NFL accounts on Twitter. I think uh, we're know, in terms of followers, third, aren't we? Yeah, you know, it's great stuff. You see how. Um, you see how well he's done and how 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 much he's grown. The thing we had, thirty-ish um, people in Newcastle at the last meetup. Yeah. Um, Michael yeah. comes over from Germany for it. Um, it's 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 really, and without wanting to blow too much smoke and pat ourselves on the back, it's it's. I think it's really something quite special. Well, I think that the meetups were for Tom were the the kind of like the instigating factor. And I know when he handed over to us, one of the main things he said was, I want you to keep the meetups going. They're really important to me, partly because it gets him out and gets him drinking for a few days. But um, yeah, it, it's it's such a good social thing for Chiefs fans over here just to have that connection with others um, kind of around the place. Go, OK, yeah, you know, meetups come in and. We do intend on keeping those going. I think we were talking about three this coming season, were we? Yeah, I think so. I mean, like I say, Tom's um, uh, hit retirement, um, well-deserved. So he's handed <laughs> it on to uh, a group of us. There's a few. There's there's the, the three or four of us that, that do the podcast. There's, a, there's other guys, Brad, Dave, a couple of other guys behind the scenes as well, um, who have committed to, to keeping the, the group going. Um, 
broadly speaking, to keep it going as it is. Um, as you say, arrange uh, meetups um, as much as we can, keep the, the social feeds going, keep the discussion going, connect with as many fans as we can. Um, but yeah, the, the the primary focus is to, is to get folk physically together, um, uh, have a beer and have a and have a chat about the about the game. Well, that that is actually one thing this podcast has done because when we did our last podcast two weeks ago, we got uh, an email the following day uh, from I think it was Jacob in Kansas City, and he is coming over to Dublin where I live in the back end of March. And so he emailed us and said, hey, do you want to fancy meeting up for a beer or two or three or, and uh, kind of have a bit of a chat about Chief stuff and things? Was, Absolutely, yeah. So anyone who's listening, if you're coming over to Dublin, give us a shout. And I, I can easily be persuaded into coming out for a beer or two. That's not a problem. But likewise, Duncan's in Edinburgh. Um, I'm sure we can have some London people around um, who can do a good tour guide. So think of it as the Arrowheads Abroad tour guide service as well. Uh, exactly, we've got a whole off-season to fill. Um, what better way to do it? Yeah, I mean, people on their summer vacation coming for a European trip, give us a shout, absolutely. Um, so we're going to move on to um, a feature that um, well, Duncan has created. What's hot and what's not in the Chief's Kingdom? Um, Duncan, fire away. What is hot and what is not? <laughs> yeah, so I, I was just thinking, just... Um, I guess we've not chatted for a couple of weeks. Uh, there's not been a huge amount happened. Um, I was just reflecting on um, the season, how it's gone, and whatever. So, um, my I've got two really, and my I've got one, which is my what's hot and what's not. Uh, it's the same thing really, and it is now. It, it's the new problems that the Chiefs now have. How to keep together. A Super Bowl winning team, how to pay your superstar quarterback, um, how to reward the guys who got us the Super Bowl and played well, how do we keep them, who do we move on, who do we sign, um, we're into a huge amount of unknown, we're in, we're in real unknown territory right now um, and I think it can be confusing, um, it can be a bit unsettling when you see some of the names of the players who are linked with um, with going elsewhere and you think the team next year will likely look a lot different to the one that we've just seen. But on the flip side of that, this really is the only problem that any NFL team wants to have. Um, so while it feels a bit weird, I think it feels awesome at the same time. Yeah, absolutely. I think all NFL teams will have a degree of churn on the rust. Like you're going to lose 10. I think we've got 20, 20 or 21 free agents. And chances are we're going to let some of them go. Um, Demarcus Robinson, I'm thinking of you. Um, I think Breland looks like he's on his way out, um, which is a shame. But I think he played his way into money. Uh, Kendall Fuller could be the same way um, and then some players are going to get cut just for salary cap reasons unless they get the new CBA done in the next week or two and I, th I think we're going to talk about that a little bit later on um, but yeah I think the biggest what's hot is the coaching staff in that we didn't lose anybody and the continuity there is priceless 
Um, when you think last year it took us half a season to kind of get the defence up and running when Spagnolo came in. And once that happened, then the defence looked really good back end of the season. So not losing any of that coaching staff, for me, that's the hot thing here, definitely. Oh, absolutely. I mean, Eric Bieniemy had his round of interviews with however many teams it was that that, that passed on him. Um, yeah. It's not we're. It's not for us to to comment on the reasons that that may or may not have have been. Um, I'm sure he will get a good uh, a big job um, sometime soon. Yeah. You know that that Chiefs offense has taken them to. The, the championship game one get one year we're a fingernail away from you know getting to the dance it took us all the way to the Super Bowl this year um you know and even in in the in the Super Bowl itself you know we're pulling out um you know trick plays inspired from 1950 whatever you know whatever it was yeah, yeah. you know um everybody else's loss uh, is our gain on that one. And I think even looking kind of, you're past that, the, the fact that, you know, you hear uh, um, Andy Reid speaking about um, whether it was Matt Nagy and then Eric Bieniemy, you know, he's so, um, he's so supportive of them getting, you know, big jobs, good jobs. He's, you know, he's their biggest cheerleader when really, you know, you would imagine it, be, it, would, it should be the other way in some respects. But that that can only bode well for us getting other high quality people in the door, you know, when it comes to replacing these guys. Well, I think the um, the next offensive coordinator is already in the building. The quarterbacks coach um, Kafka is it? I think his name is. Mm-hmm. He is very highly regarded, and kind of he is Bienemy's replacement in waiting. Is assuming Bienemy goes at the end of next season, which. I, I would be surprised if that didn't happen. Like someone's got to get on board with him at some stage. Um, yeah, so hopefully we can keep up this production line of kind of like next man up um, steps in and learns from Andy Reid and does a fantastic job. Yeah, I mean, I mean, Andy Reid's not the the youngest head coach in the league, but um, he's one of the more energetic. Uh, he doesn't he doesn't look like he's slowing down anytime soon. Um, he looks no. he looks primed for a for a tilt at defending the title well if you had Patrick Mahomes as your quarterback you're kind of going to go we're in with a shout most years so I uh, think I'll hang around a little bit longer exactly I mean the the beach or um, the ranch or wherever it is that Andy Reid plans wait, to finally put his feet up exactly that's not going anywhere no no he'll still be waiting with a a nice uh, cheeseburger and a Hawaiian shirt whenever he feels <laughs> like it. Um, so in other Chiefs news, um, it's emerged today that Chris Jones is going to get the franchise tag, the dreaded franchise tag placed on him. Um, what are your thoughts here, um, Duncan? Well, Happy? I mean, it, um, it was always going to happen. Uh, it was the only way to stop him hitting the free mar- uh, the free agency market. I think um, mm-hmm. you the, the, there seems to be so many differing opinions over exactly what it um, exactly what it means. Uh, you know whether this is just one step towards him staying long term, or whether it's an inevitable tag and trade. Uh, I think I'd put out on our own WhatsApp group. You know what chance that he plays on the tag. 
for a year and um i think I, I think i'm that's not going to happen that's the that's the least likely of the three outcomes i think yeah i, I think if they get the the cba sorted then that's going to put enough um kind of space in the um in the salary cap that will be able to come up with something and sort himself and Mahomes out. If they don't get that done in the next week or two, then I could see him being traded because like we do only have five draft picks and um, kind of more than five holes, I would say, by the time we've lost a number of free agents. So um, I, I, I don't want to lose him, but at the same time, if someone would say, here's a first and a second, you kind of got to go, yeah, yeah, mm, not well, the I would worst say so. result I mean, in the world. I, I, I think I was I was probably banging the pay Chris Jones drum for most of the season, but um, I've maybe softened my stance on that a little bit. Like, like you say, he's his his play at the end of the season in the um, in the Super Bowl. You know, was it something like three passes in a row that he knocked out? That he knocked down. Yeah. Um, yeah. You know, he was an absolute monster in that game. Uh, I think we'd get a, you know, we'd get a first for him at least. And even if you if you say that first is going to be around the the Frank Clark numbers, what's that? Twenty eight. Whatever it would be, yeah. in the draft, so we can get twenty eight, a second or a third, a, de- a decent second and a decent th- or a third. Um, does that give us scope to trade out a thirty-two? You know, pick up another couple of decent picks. Um, I, I think I'd be looking to trade out a thirty-two anyway. Like I, I tried doing a few mock drafts there. When was it Saturday night? I think it was, and I, I just wish like you can pay like ten dollars and it'll give you the premium version and you can do trades then. But I was looking at it, kind of going, "Geez, five picks isn't enough." And when you pick in at 32 each time it was kind of going through the round you kind of going well there's a good four or five players there who you'd be very happy to take you know you could trade back six or seven spots easily and you know pick up an extra say a third round pick and um still get one of the guys that you like the look of you know that's five picks just isn't enough i think brett veach is going to have to do something to manufacture more picks out of that yeah, and then the 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 compensatory picks there next draft, aren't they? Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. So if we let players walk this season, we'll get those draft picks next season. I don't think we've got any compensatory picks coming to us this year. Um, there was something I read Steve something Nelson, about possibly a fourth rounder for Steve Nelson, Steve Nelson if. Yeah. If somebody else's contract was considered terminated or not, then we might get a fourth rounder, but I think it's pretty unlikely. Um, but next year, you lose Breland, you probably pick up a third or a fourth for him. He's going to get paid good cornerback money. Yeah. Uh, Robinson, if there's a couple of suitors for him, you could probably pick up a fourth for him. I, I could easily see us picking up two or three yeah. um, compensatory picks next season. So this year, say you've got... Um... So if you're offered the chance to keep Jones mm-hmm. or tag and trade him and spend the money on getting someone at the top level, either linebacker or cornerback, what would you do? 
Um, I would probably tag and trade him um, because, like, if we re-sign Pinnell, we've got Nardi, we've got Saunders, we've got Pinnell. Um, so you've got three reasonable to good defensive linemen there. Um, if you're going to put the money in, linebacker is definitely a weakness. If you're kind of throwing around someone good, um, I'm just trying to think. Bobby Wagner of Seattle, for example. Um, you know, geez, take him off their hands, no problem, thank yeah, you. Yeah, I mean, all these, all, these, um, all these guys make the team better. Yes. Well, Chris Jones makes the team better as well, but... He, he does, he does. I, I think we've less of a glaring weakness on the defensive line without him than we do at linebacker with him, if that makes sense. Yeah. It does to me, I think. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's a, it's, a, it's a tough one, because he, as you said uh, in, our, in our last uh, podcast, you know, he's he also offers more than just the player on the field. You know, he's a real good locker room guy, good spirit guy, um, like good for the spirit of the yeah. team. You know, the fans love him as well. You know, he's the, he's the sort of player that you would be delighted if he could spend his whole career with the Chiefs. You know, yeah. just a, a, just a, 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 that would be awesome. Um, just comes down to money. It feels that, was it last year, reading that they, the disagreement on the contract last year was about when it would start, something like that. So there's maybe, there's maybe chances to get that deal done last year. Um, might not have been in this situation, but I'd... Um, it's tough to know what they'll do. Um, I, I guess going back to what's hot and our um, our staff, you know, you kind of have to trust that Brett Beach hasn't done much wrong um, on the personnel side. So no. um, you kind of have to trust that. I'm, I'm sure there's a plan either way. Whatever happens, there's a plan. Yeah. Um, you also you, you also want to be known as like a, a team who pays their guys who play well because then there's, there's an incentive to play well there like you know if you have someone who has a good season or two seasons as Chris Jones has had then you kind of want to be known as okay you do well we'll look after you kind of thing yeah absolutely and we, we've spoke about the Mahomes effect and you know Kansas City becoming a destination for elite yeah. players to come and you know really have a shot at competing um, these guys also need paid uh, you know, so yeah, like you say, you need to. Um, you kind of don't want to be known as. A, you don't want to be known as a stingy team. No, no. no Which I mean, is weird to say, uh, considering we've got no money left <laughs> in, the, yeah. in the salary cap. But, um, and we'll have even less once Mahomes is sorted. <laughs> well, I got that. I mean, that's the that's the next thing. It sounds like a lot of the noises on the Mahomes contract sound like they are. Um, they're certainly looking ahead to what the next CBA might be. Yeah. Um, and well, let's hearing, talk about that. Yeah. I mean, the the it's gone to or it's going to a vote from the players. It got past the players' executive, and it's gone to kind of like the rank and file players. So everybody gets a vote, and they need fifty percent plus one vote to ratify it. Um, what are your thoughts? What do you think is going to happen? I mean. I guess the um, 
the, the I guess the headline numbers coming out are all about um, seven playoff teams, uh, extra games. Yeah. yeah. Um, that I, I, whether or not that I don't know if that's really what the players are, are looking about, or whether it's to do with the revenue splits that they think that they don't like at the moment. Um, you know, and the, uh, the I think the amount of off season that they get. Um, I listened to the same podcast that you were mentioning before uh, with um, yeah. Therese. You know, and they're they're saying that a vast majority of the league are not the guys that you read about. They're yeah. rank and file guys who are who are in the league for two or three years. So an extra an extra bump on their pay every year could make a big difference. Um, well, they're talking about raising the lowest salaries by a hundred thousand. And if you're kind of earning four hundred thousand, four fifty thousand, an extra hundred thousand is like twenty five percent pay rise. There, that's pretty good going. If if someone offered me a twenty five percent pay rise, probably gonna vote for it. I think I, think I would uh, yeah, be exactly on that. I mean, a lot of um, the there's been a lot of big name players have come out and said that they are not a fan. Um, but I guess yeah. their vote is only one vote. Uh, yes. Uh, as much as you know, Johnny, nobody on the practice squad, at, uh, whatever. Um, I, I don't, I don't know. I mean, I guess it's one of these things. That any sort of contract negotiation goes back and forward, back and forward. You never take the first offer. But um, mm. I think that from, I mean, you look at the look around the league. There's a lot of big name quarterbacks coming up to, you know, needing paid. There's a lot of big yeah. name quarterbacks out there looking for jobs, potentially. This off season, so I'm sure that a lot of the teams will be keen to get these deals done sooner rather than later, so they just know just how, you know, how much spending power they've got, um, and how you know how much leeway they've got. And, and how do you feel about the 17 games and seven playoff teams? Then, what's your thoughts on um, that? I, I'm a bit sanguine on that. I, d- I don't really see the point in seven playoff teams. I'm not entirely sure what the thinking behind that is, especially when it devalues the second seed. That to me is, yes. Yeah. you know, you can play, you play really, really hard all season and actually you don't get that much reward for it. And I think that in the playoffs, as it is, there's already some pretty mediocre teams in there. There's teams in the final 12 that you know are not going to win the Super Bowl. So to throw another one in there, um, whether it's just to make it a kind of a, um, the, uh, is it the the wild card weekend's going to go to six games, yes, you know, and so three on Saturday, three on Sunday, you know, so you've you've got uh, an extravaganza weekend of football there, you know, each game's got its own effectively prime time slot, you know, captive audience, huge advertising revenues, all that sort of stuff. Um, whether it's to to get that or not, um. I don't know, but I don't. Um, the, the fact that it devalues the second seed, I think, is a, is a bit of a shame. Yeah, uh, I mean, last season it would have been Pittsburgh Steelers in the AFC were the number seven slot. Could anyone honestly say they felt Pittsburgh deserved a playoff place? I I don't think I could. Like they they were eight and eight, maybe eight and eight, um, and pretty mediocre i know coming towards the end of the season i was kind of looking at the playoff seedings and looking at who could get there and I was thinking yeah i'd be quite happy to play them i wouldn't have no problems with that 
Exactly. You see how, how quickly it changes as well. You know, coming through sort of October, um, October time. You know, there's lots of chat in our group about how don't any part of the bills. The bills look dangerous. They're exactly the team. You know, that's going to cause us a lot of problems. And then by the time it comes into January, you're thinking, yeah, bring them on. Yeah. You know, um, I mean, I guess what it will do is keep a lot of teams honest to the very end of the season. You know, you're not going to have teams able to rest big names. You know, if the if the top seeds on the line, um, but you're going to get teams with with 500 records getting into the playoffs much more often. Yeah, and I don't. I don't. Uh, I so don't, what, I don't... once you're there, then anything can happen. But uh, um, I, I'm not a big fan of the idea myself. Um, I as you said, like there were some fairly average teams. I'm thinking of Dallas on the NFC side of things, like. They should have just forgotten about the NFC East as a playoff <laughs> team. I mean, I was, sorry, lads, you're all crap. You know, you don't deserve a place. Get exactly. out uh, and give it to somebody else who actually is worth getting in there. Um, to have another mediocre team in there, uh, I, I I love watching football, but at the same time, I love watching good football. And I'm not sure that adding a seventh playoff team is going to do that. Although on the plus side, less less preseason games. Well, that that's that's definitely one plus side, and I, I hope we're not coming across as like some sort of, you know, the homers there just because the Chiefs got through on the second seed, <laughs> you know, and that was really important for for them. You know, speaking about our football, soccer, and in inverted commas, my my team's Dundee United, and we've been playing languishing in the Scottish First Division for the last four or five years, and there's a playoff system to get out that league, and the higher up the league. That you finish the less games that you play, and every single year, United have shat the bed, lost games <laughs> they shouldn't have, finished down the league, and ended up having to play more playoff games than they have, um, than they should have, and we have been absolutely knackered by the end of the the playoffs. Um, I don't know what that means for the Chiefs in, <laughs> in their second seed, but. Um, uh, it feels good to get that off my chest. It feels good to get that off my yes. chest. But you know, it just—I it just, it, it, think I think that this, that, you know, if you can get into the second seed, when you're going to when you're going to put additional teams into the playoffs, finishing higher up should be rewarded, not penalised. Well, I, I would have thought the obvious thing to do would be have three, the one, two, and three seeds get a week off, and four plays seven, and five plays six, and. Mind you, then you're ending up with five teams left, aren't you? Yeah, it doesn't work. I, yeah, I, I just mean, think I, seven I, playoff teams is a bad idea. I just, yeah, I don't I mean, like it. It puts nearly half the league. I read uh, again without having numbers, counting on my fingers. But forty-four percent of the league then get into yeah, yeah. You know, into the playoffs. It just doesn't feel. Doesn't feel right. No, I, I completely agree. No, I know. So the, the, we're, the 17... we're both not in favour. Yeah, well, yeah, and on the seventeenth game, I, I'm, I think I'm pretty neutral on that. Like you say, more football's better. Um, I don't need to. I don't need to watch third string guys play in the fourth preseason game. You know, yeah. guys whose names we, we don't even have to learn because we're never going to see them again. Um, but uh, on on the CBA though, you might have to learn them because they're going to add an extra two slots to the roster to make it 55 instead of 53 and add four slots to the practice squad to make it 12 instead of eight, I think. 
So the idea is that like your sixth round, seventh round draft picks, they could be hanging around for a while. You could kind of have some good special teamers out of that, possibly even kind of role, develop some role players. You know, you've got more time to develop these guys. So yeah, you might need to know who these guys are down the line. Yeah. And if, if it means that we... Uh sign Gary Dieter less often and that's fine um, <laughs> if, you can, if you can get his job and the keep weekly, his job weekly uh, signing <laughs> yeah, exactly yeah um, oh, God love him uh, I'm glad he's back um, yeah. he's still back isn't he he is for now yeah he is good. Until, he's back. until they draft another wide receiver and then cut him again yeah no, he seems like a good dude uh, he does he, yeah. does, he, deserve, he deserves a shot on some team but what well, I, I, it makes sense to add more players it's a, it's, it's a hard sport on the body right um, yeah, people get injured. Uh, you know, it maybe takes a bit of pressure off that. What I think they could also be doing, or what I would prefer them to do, is to allow them to give everybody a, you know, suit everybody up on game day. Yeah, yeah. feel it feels, it feels a bit counterproductive that you've got, you cut your squad from ninety odd to fifty odd, but then you still have to sit a few guys every week. When they're talking about I'm player actually, safety, uh, yeah, I'm not sure what the logic was, original or what the logic is behind that. If anyone listening can fire us off a message on Twitter and tell us why they need to do that, uh, I, I don't get it. Yeah, you know, I mean, I, I know that we sat um, uh, Shady McCoy, you know, for a couple of weeks, maybe just yeah. to well, uh, everyone thought it was to keep him fresh for the for the big games. Um, you know, da, you know, Darren Lee was setting out games. I think towards the end of the season. Well, he we've was, we've yeah. spoken before about Mike Pennell not getting a jersey. Yeah, you know, one week the, the um, Titans game uh, during the regular season was the one that they they didn't play Pennell, and Derrick Henry ran for like 180 yards and ran yeah. us off the park. I mean, that's that's uh, that's on us more than the league, I guess. But yeah, it it just it just shows you've got you know. It's not always the tail end of your roster that's that's sitting out. You know, no. it's game changing players that are potentially sitting games out. Yeah, I I don't get it. Definitely. No. What, what about the extra the seventeenth game, which I, I don't think is slated to come in as quickly, but it's certainly on the cards for for the next few years. Yeah, uh, I don't know. Um. Less preseason is good. Seven playoff teams is bad. Um, kind of meh on the seventeen games. Uh, I I think um, it's probably going to lead to eighteen games because why you would have an odd number of games? I don't know. Um, and I'm sure the owners just want the extra revenue from extra games. And and if kind of in a few years' time, whenever the next bargaining agreement comes along, ten years' time, I think it is. Um, you know, I can see them going, well, you know, 17, 18, we'll just slip another game in there. and Yeah, I can see that happening, definitely. Yeah, it feels like it's a bit like the, the players want more money in their revenue share, so they have to give something up for yeah. their 1% or 2%. Um, can you see it leading to a kind of a full slate of international games played neutrally? I think I heard that the initial um, suggestion is that they would alternate AFC-NFC for the additional home game, but I guess the, the other suggestion is that every team plays a neutral ground, a neutral venue, once a season. 
Um, I think if there's money to be made, the NFL will explore the idea. Um, and there is definitely money in international games. And the more markets they can bring those international games to, the more money is there to be made. So it wouldn't surprise me in the slightest if you saw a game in Germany, you saw one in Japan, in Australia, Brazil probably, Mexico, four games in London. What's that? I've got to about nine or ten games there now. Yeah. Canada. Uh, they can have one in Dublin if they like. They have college games in Dublin. They yeah. can I'm, come I'm, and play Croke sure Park holds 80,000. Yeah, I'm sure there are cities in in America that would take a, a neutral game. Maybe not. Maybe I'm... Yeah. Uh, I don't know. I don't, I don't know how I feel about that. I mean, I guess it, um, in one way it solves the problem of teams, you know, having to give up a a home game. Mm, yeah. You know, you're going to, um, as much as I'd love the Chiefs back over, you're going to struggle, and I don't necessarily want them to have to give up a home game, you know, and deprive the, the fans of, of one week of Patrick Mahomes season as it is they only get to see him no that well, they're, they're not gonna times. the Chiefs aren't gonna give up another home game now that I, I don't see that happening but partly because no, but I mean, yeah go on no I said and, and it goes both ways as well you know the the Chiefs are you know we've seen games in LA where the stadium's red um you know we've seen huge numbers of Chiefs fans um in other stadiums the same goes for teams like Green Bay um you know, selling out. You know, are helping sell out stadiums on the road. You know, so teams are also not going to want to give up home. They are. No, how can how can I use home twice? The, t- the teams are not going to want to give up home games when the Chiefs are in town, or you know. Yeah. I think the is is the Packers are still never over to London purely, and I, yes. I, I guess because nobody wants to give up a game with with Aaron Rodgers. Yeah. And that's understandable as well. Yeah. Um. Talking of quarterbacks, the AFC West, Philip Rivers um, has officially departed from San, Di- oh, not San Diego, Los Angeles Chargers. Um, who's going to San Diego? Not San Diego City, did it again. Who's going to LA <laughs> to the Chargers? <laughs> oh, I mean... Tom Brady? Well... I, I don't, I've, been, I've been on this horse a few times here now. Yeah, I mean, I... He, uh... Two minds about this, right? I think I mean, and I saw him linked with the Raiders for like a thirty yes. million contract as well, uh, for a huge money to go to the Raiders as well. And I think for both those teams, it makes sense from a commercial point of view. You've got new stadiums. Yeah. Um, the Chargers have never had a foothold in LA. Um, no. The Raiders are, you know, it's it's a completely new market out there in Vegas. So it makes complete sense to to make a big. You know, splash signing, and uh, the Raiders will still do it, whether it's Brady or someone else. They, they tried it with Antonio Brown, you know, ahead of moving. The Raiders are going to have a standard name on their team next year. Um, yeah. So it, it makes sense from that point of view. But if you're, right, if you're Tom Brady, right, forty, whatever you are, Two, greatest quarterback of all time, and absolutely nothing left to prove in your career. Unless you want to prove that you can win without Belichick, why come to the same division as Patrick Mahomes? Yeah, no idea. <laughs> Money. <laughs> that to me, that to me doesn't make any sense whatsoever. The other team I saw him linked with was the Colts, which I thought could be quite interesting. 
for Brady. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah um, his, his representatives spoke to the Chargers, the Raiders and the Colts, apparently. I mean, the, the, the Colts are set up, I think, before Andrew Luck, uh, you know, stepped away so st- suddenly. I think the Colts were set up to have a tilt at it. You know, there's yeah. a lot... Uh, they were one of the pre-season favourites. Yeah, there's, there's a lot of good pieces in the Colts. Um, uh, again, they're also rumoured to be one of the um, destinations for Rivers as well. It's a... Uh, yeah, there's going to be a um, bit of a bit of a quarterback merry-go-round going on, and in the end, a lot of them might just stay where they are. I mean, I think Drew Brees has already said he's he's staying. He's staying, is that right? Yeah, he is. Yeah. yeah so that's I mean that's yeah. that's no yeah. surprise, but that's one less. But you think there's a lot of um, a lot of good ones as well. I mean, you've got Tannehill needs a contract somewhere, uh, yeah. unless he gets tagged. I don't know. Maybe I've missed that along along the way. Um, I say good quarterbacks. James Winston <laughs> needs a uh, needs a contract. Uh, needs a pair of glasses. Guy, well, <laughs> <laughs> didn't he have? He yeah, had he laser just, eye surgery actually over the uh, over the summer. Right? Uh, actually, as someone well, who works for Specsavers Opticians, James, if you want to come in and see us, mate, we can get you a pair of glasses. Might be able to help you. <laughs> there you go, mates rates. Um, yeah, yeah, you know, it could, it could be interesting. I would be um, so I'll be surprised. If I will be surprised if the, the my prediction is the Raiders and the Broncos will start with the same quarterbacks as they finish the season. Broncos definitely, yeah. Raiders, yeah. Not sure. Depends, cause they, if, they still if there's, have if there's a possibility picks. to upgrade from Kurt, I know, and you get such conflicting messages of Gruden, right? I. Um, I have a strange soft spot for John Green, and I don't, I can't explain it. It's a bit irrational, um, but he seems to be all over Derek Carr one minute, then couldn't be distancing himself further from him the next. Um, I don't know. Maybe he's making different noises behind the scenes, and it's all, you know, they're all going to coast into next season, you know, one happy family. But um, I mean, Gruden, Gruden's got what. Ten year, eight years left of that contract, you know, and if he's going to see yeah, it out, like... I mean, Derek Carr's not the man. You know, you need, no. you need, you need, you need more than that. But um, they're also. But you're, these... you're in a division with Patrick Mahomes. You've got to, you've got to find a way to beat Patrick Mahomes, and Derek Carr is not the way to beat Patrick Mahomes. No, he's not. Uh, he's not. Um, he doesn't like playing in Kansas City. Uh, no. So that's that's. I mean, that's too. <laughs> um, that's at least one loss a season you need to chalk up. Um, he doesn't particularly like playing in Los Angeles against them either. Maybe he'll be better in Vegas. Um, yeah. Who knows? Who knows? Yeah, don't know. But it's going to be it's interesting, interesting to see interesting where to people end up. How... No, absolutely. And there could be some, you know, some some pretty big changes. You know, it could be one of these uh, these situations where everyone's just waiting on one piece to move. And then the whole yeah. house of cards comes down, and ev- you know, and then all of a sudden, everybody's moving about. Um, I think the most interesting from the quarterbacks, and I don't, I really would not like him to wind up in our division. Um, and I have just forgotten his name, Panthers. Um, Cam Newton. Cam Newton, yes. Um, 
healthy Cam Newton, I don't want him anywhere near the AFC West. He's a, he's a good player. Um, if he's but healthy. He's not healthy. Yeah. No. Well, this is this is the, the flip side. But he, you know, if if there's a team that, that that thinks they can keep him healthy, or if he thinks he can stay healthy, you know, he could he could greatly improve some of the teams looking for for quarterbacks. Yeah, I think that's a big if. I mean, he's thirty thirty one. Uh, he's had some fairly significant injuries. He missed the bulk of last season. Um, teams can't offer him a contract now because he's not fully healthy at the moment. So. Jeez, I don't know. Um, yeah. Certainly, if I was looking to invest twenty odd million, I, I'd be thinking more than twice about investing it in him. Yeah, exactly. Uh, um, I don't know if we're we're running on here, but to to bring us back round to our, our early discussion, another what's not what's hot in Chiefs Kingdom is the fact that we do not have to have this discussion for <laughs> the next decade, uh, the next fifteen years. This is not something yeah, we need absolutely. to worry about. Because we have Patrick Mahomes and he is better than all of these guys. And he is not going anywhere. No siree. And he's going to get paid an awful lot of money to not go anywhere as well. Yes, he will. Um, okay, so is that going to do us for this evening? I think it probably will. Uh, um, no AOB from me. No, no AOB from me either. Um, so we're going to try and keep these every couple of weeks. Um Free agency starts in a little over three weeks' time, I think. Or one, two, uh, three weeks yesterday free agency starts. So I would imagine in two weeks' time we'll probably have a bit of a chat about that and kind of get our thinking caps on over exactly who's staying and who's going. Um, and then you've got the draft coming up not that far behind that. Uh, I believe you've um, pre-ordered the Arrowhead Pride draft guide. Am I right in thinking that? I did. Uh, like I said, I'm now a draft guy. Uh, I see that um, you see on social media a lot of people's bios uh, are like um, whatever they are, blah, blah, blah. Opinions are my own. And mine will now say opinions are the ones that I like cribbed from Arrowhead, Arrowhead Pride draft guide. <laughs> Uh, I'm not going to claim to be (laughs) a draft guy Uh, and I know that we've got um, an insider in that camp but by all accounts that is an excellent piece of work um, which will uh, greatly help us as we try to navigate our way through however the draft goes for us wherever we end up picking Um, I've seen some mock drafts uh, going about and I'm not sure I'm ready to to start doing that because I think uh, I'm still at the stage where I would just be picking guys with interesting names <laughs> uh, and, in- and interesting backstories um, and I'm also uh, listening to, <laughs> to combine coverage on my way off to measure my hand as well just to see <laughs> yeah. which no, position do I could so don't think I'd be too happy with the results <laughs> <laughs> yeah no, poor Joe uh, Burrow got a terrible slating for that um, I know, harsh well, harsh Harsh, but I, I, he's still going number one. So I, whether his hand is nine inches or eight inches and seven eighths, he's going number one, folks. Put it in the book. Yeah, but by all accounts, yeah. Um, yeah, exactly. The the um, the draft's a funny thing, isn't it? Because you've got all these guys and they're coming out. These are the the best prospects that you've that you've got, the best players that you've got, and it when they should have the world at their feet, they've actually got. They, they get told where they need to go and work. Yeah, it's it's a it's a it's very a strange, strange situation. Most people are the only industry. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. 
Yeah, um, you're the best again, not person in town. your we profession. Have. Yeah, you're the best person in your profession. Go and work for the crappiest team. Going. Uh, okay. Exactly. It's a strange. I mean, there was a lot of talk whether or not he would he would affect do a Manning and um, dig his heels in on that one, but it appears that he's all around good guy and is um, you know going to go and work wherever he's uh, you know yeah, wherever he's he's picked. But then to be fair, Bruce Arians is no no bad um, no bad coach to work for if you're a, a good quarterback. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Let's call it a night there then. Um, Duncan, thanks for your time. Appreciate you coming along here. Thank you very much. And, Wonderful job um, hosting as always. <laughs> thanks. Um, and folks, we'll be back in a couple of weeks' time. Uh, remember, if anyone fancies a pint in Dublin or Edinburgh, just give us a shout and uh, we'll be more than willing to take along for a beer. Um, <laughs> but on that note, uh, this is... Arrowheads Abroad podcast, same from one kingdom to another. Thanks for listening.